Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and a warm welcome back to my Friday Five recorded here in Kenya as I am still out in this beautiful country working here on some research and some writing projects while staying with my eldest son Guy and of course keeping close tabs on things back home in the UK from Storm Eunice to other distressing news stories and very much focusing here at Lizar Wellbeing on ways to help mitigate stress, ease anxiety and generally encourage feelings of strength, resilience and positivity. So with that in mind, I am especially pleased here to be welcoming onto my podcast a brilliant guest, Tim Samuels, who has perhaps been better known to date as an award-winning documentary and filmmaker, as well as an investigative journalist for the BBC and others, covering all kinds of human interest stories from the treatment of the elderly in our communities to covering terrorism, racism, and even extreme dangers in war zones such as Bosnia. Well, an unlikely well-being warrior at first glance, perhaps, but someone who has also documented his own journey through mental health issues, notably depression, and has been active in encouraging men especially, who are notoriously bad at this, to discuss more openly so they can get help to feel better and live well. And it was on his own wellness journey that Tim came across researchers and scientists at both Harvard Medical School and Stanford University in the States, working in the field of epigenetics, the science of tapping into our unique genetic makeup and hacking in, for want of a better expression, our own genetic variances to help increase genuine resilience to stress, reduce anxiety, improve our immune function, sleep, energy levels, and more. Sounds interesting? Trust me, the science is absolutely fascinating. Tim is a delight to talk to, and he joins me now to discuss all this, the brilliant nutrigenomic brand he founded called Karmacist, and so much more besides. So massively warm welcome, Tim. I'm so delighted that you found time to join us because this whole area is so fascinating. And I know that many of my listeners will have been following the journey, both from Instagram and YouTube and Facebook and all those other places where we've been talking. But can we just backtrack a little bit? I gave you a, a bit of an introduction because you're not your kind of average well-being guru, are you? 
I don't think so. Uh, no, my my journey here has been unexpected and and uh, unusual on the surface. Uh, anyway, Liz, I started out uh, as a BBC news correspondent. I ended up at Newsnight. Uh, I was doing investigations for the six o'clock news, trying to get people who were innocent off death row, working undercover in Belfast to expose racism there. Gosh. Moving towards documentaries, but trying to um, try to be a bit more proactive rather than just sit on the sidelines. So I would get involved a bit more. So I, you know, I formed a platoon of soldiers who'd been abandoned, and we invaded Trafalgar Square. I rallied a Cornish village to invade central London. Really, I formed yes, you know, at the time when the countryside was sort of largely being overlooked. Mm. Um, we the village and their sheep came up. How amazing! And we took over parts of London. Good for you because you're you're, you know, you're a London lad, so that's great that you managed. Well, to get I'm, the... I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Mancunian originally, yeah, right? So but it's, a, you know, it's city boy. Didn't, yes, didn't grow up with near near any sheep at all. Um, I, I, much to my sort of um, great delight, formed a rock group with lonely old people who were sort of stuck at home in care homes or in tower blocks and not going out for months at a time in some cases and and brought them together as the world's oldest rock group with our 90-year-old lead singer covering the Who's My Generation. 90 years old. Alf was 90, belting out, I hope I die before I get old. No way. He, was, he ended up, <laughs> Alf, uh, I mean, the lovely thing about Alf was he'd always wanted to be on stage and he tried amateur dramatics, hadn't really gone anywhere. And then at 90, he finds himself on Graham Norton. Amazing. On yeah. on This Morning, your show, and oh, ultimately flying over to LA to go on the Jay Leno show alongside George Clooney that night. And the, You're not serious. The great thing was that um, I, we were backstage and there was Alf and there was Winnie, who was 99, who was, it was like, she was like an adopted grandma. And um, she's like, George Clooney. Oh, I'm not sure. Is it, is it? Is he on daytime TV? <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it somebody Connolly? And I was like, yeah, close. Yeah, Similarish. Oh my goodness. And so, what, what was the average age of the band if, if Winnie was 90 and Alf was, sorry, 99 and Alf was 90? Uh, our cumulative age was just over 3,000. Um, I don't know what the average age was. It was probably well into the age. 3,000. But what wisdom. And I mean, that's amazing, isn't it? They were great. And we, we took over the Beatles studio in Abbey Road. And the most the most amazing thing was seeing people come back to life. They're sort of flowering, you know, people who'd been sort of sat in care homes. When you when you just treat people differently, pay them a bit of attention, don't patronise them, and just see people flower and come back to life to the point where there was a, there was a beautiful moment. We were backstage at ITV, and um, Buster, who was. Uh, he claimed to be 100, not quite sure, but he said he was 100. Buster was flirting with Winnie, <laughs> 99. And then Alf turns up, the lead singer, and Winnie shifts her attention over to Alf. And Buster, aged 100, just had the look of a, of a schoolboy who's the girl who's got a crush on just doesn't, is not that into him. No. And it was like amazing. It's just that sense of we don't, we don't change. No. You know, we might age but we don't change who we are. And that was, it was such a valuable lesson.
absolutely extraordinary. And I know as part of your journey, you've also written a lot about mental health, haven't you? And and, and broadcasted about particularly men's mental health and, and battles with depression, both your own and generally as a, as a kind of a gender issue. Yes, absolutely. I mean, whilst doing current affairs and going around the world and doing documentaries, I've, you know, always been prone to sort of elements of depression or anxiety and increasingly took the view that the best thing, especially for men, is to be more candid, to speak about it, to, to not kind of succumb to the stiff upper lip. And I did a show called Men's Hour on BBC to talk about that. I wrote a book, Who Stole My Spear, which was very kind of honest about men and mental health, made documentaries. And that, I guess, led me into the, the wellness world where I was always looking for solutions, whether they be conventional, Western, you know, uh, whether you're talking to a therapist or shrink or something, or seeing what other cultures had to offer and, and what could help. And I was naturally drawn, especially to things like meditation and, and, and TM, transcendental meditation, acupuncture, yoga, and, and diet, especially. And, and, you know, really looking at things like, um, you know, how your lifestyle and what you, what you eat can have an impact uh, on, on your mood. And, and, and it was that sort of interest in wellness which ultimately led me here. I, I launched a, a BBC podcast, All Hail Kale, trying to sort of debunk some of the mm. the wellness myths that are out there and sort of cut through some of the you crap. You did, didn't you? Um, I don't think old Gwynnie Paltrow came off terribly well, did she? Well, I mean, it's fair to say that there was advice she was recommending that more conventional uh, gynecologists, for yes. example, would say. Perhaps not entirely wasn't, wasn't terribly good idea. maybe, no. <laughs> Not, not, not hugely. Um, and then very unexpectedly through that, you know, I was meeting amazing scientists, you know, had the, sort of the, the, the pick of brilliant mm. scientists out there and, you know, could find out some of the breakthroughs which are coming through and met a couple of scientists and were so wowed by what they were doing around nutrigenomics that I thought, okay, I'm going to get involved. I'm, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to indulge my instincts to mm. not sit on the sidelines. I'm going to get involved and launch something, and then and then Karmacist was born. So I I wasn't expecting to be here talking to you. You know, a couple of years ago, I was filming in Pakistan, looking at people who the CIA were targeting with their drone hit list. I'm, I'm with an ex-SAS bodyguard wearing a flak jacket, trying to not be kidnapped, and yes. uh, but then you know. I, I think we I think we're all a bit multifaceted. I think, you know, we don't you know, you can do that sort of job and still at the end of the day want to find a healthy meal to eat. You mm -hmm. know, I I don't think we, we can all be completely compartmentalized. No. No. Well, just fascinating. And I always find that the best brand founders are those who have their own personal journey and have walked it and are it's so ingrained and they know their subject and they, you know, find something that really works for them. Looking at mental health particularly, I mean, we'll, we'll come on and talk about nutrigenomics and the sort of the nutri bit of it, which is what Karmacist is based on. But the, the sort of the genomic, the, the, the gene, the gene expression bit, how much of what we know about mental health is hereditary? How much is down to our genes and, and the hand that we've been dealt at birth? 
I think I think the the answer is we don't know. But what we do know, or, or we don't know precisely. But what we do know is that the hand that you're dealt can really be played very differently. You know, we used to think that you know the genes we got from our parents or ancestors were going to essentially determine. It's quite deterministic. Determine the illnesses we got, our, our our lifespan, all sorts of things. But very few of those genes are completely deterministic. Some are. And what, what epigenetics is showing is that an awful lot of your well-being comes down to whether those genes are switched on or off through, crudely speaking, through through gene expression. So you might have a, a predisposition to depression or something like diabetes. But depending on how you live your life, the genes that affect depression, uh, the genes that affect depression or diabetes, might not be switched on, or they could be switched off. Which is a really powerful insight because it means that a, a lot more of your your health and your well being, mentally and physically, is actually in your hands. And what what I was discovering through through my podcast was that a lot of this can be in affected through lifestyle, you know, meditation can affect as much as 10,000 genes. Exercise, um, as, as you know, will also impact your genes negatively. Things like stress, pollution will affect gene expression. And what really interested me was how particular nutrients can impact particular genes. And that sort of ultimately is, is nutrigenomics. It's the relationship between your diet, your nutrients, and your genes. And one of the interesting things, it's not just our genes, you know, the sort of 25,000 or so genes that we carry around. But as humans, we carry around a huge amount of other uh, organisms, the microorganisms, the microbes, the bacteria, and they also have DNA. So we're not just affecting our thousands of genes, we're affecting their millions, probably billions uh, of bacteria that, w- that we're, we're carrying around. And, and that really plays into the, the kind of things like the gut-mind link, which has become much more on everyone's radar in the last few years. You know, there's some estimates that 90% of our serotonin, the, the, the kind of core happy hormone chemical, is in our gut. And um, the the vagus nerve that runs between sort of stomach and brain is seen as this kind of two-lane highway, um, you know, where what you eat affects your mood and and then also what you think affects your stomach. So, and, and we know it's so important. And one of the starkest examples I saw of this was talking to a Czech professor who ran an experiment which really drove home the gut mind's link to me. He, he took two, two mice, both uh, very different in their tendencies. One, one type of mouse, gregarious and confident and, and that was measured by it was willing to kind of bound down steps and hang around the center of the cage conversely there was a very shy mouse who very hesitant around steps and would, and would stick to the shadows the corners of the cage he did a feat called microbial transplant he swapped their poop around you know literally took poop from one and, and, and put it in the stomach of the other and vice versa and within a couple of weeks they had transformed their personalities the shy mouse was now not hesitant, would bound down steps really? and 
wander freely around the cage and and then, and then the, the once gregarious mouse had flipped to become like the shy mouse and was in the corner of the cage and, and hesitant about steps. Their personalities had been transformed by changing the uh, gut bacteria. And that, that was extraordinary. Yes. And, you know, that's mice, we're humans, but we, but we know um, that, 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 that just really alluded to the power of the gut-mind link, the power of what we eat, and the ability to impact our moods through nutrients. Um, so we, we don't make any supplements for mice, um, but, um, but, but, but that was, that really blew my mind. And we, we use, they use poop transplants at the moment for things like C. difficile, the, if you can't get rid of that. So it's starting to encroach into human medicine as well. But, uh, yeah, it's absolutely fascinating that, that gut mind link and, and nutrigenomics. I do things that you say there that have really caught me and my attention. One is the fact that I know that, you know, we have our gut microbes and that we need to look after them to affect genes and gene expression. But the fact that our microbes also have their own genes. So it's the genes of the genes almost, isn't it? It's, you know, you're really drilling down and how extraordinary that, 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 you know, I know that we need to look after our gut microbes and nourish them and feed them probiotic foods and be good to them. But to actually explain it that we're doing that because they have gene expression and in doing that that's why one of the mechanisms that we then get improved activity you know from them and then the other thing that really struck me was you know I, I talk a lot about the vagus nerve and this highway you know going between the brain and the gut but everything I've talked about really has been to do with food and supplements and not necessarily the impact of the brain and the fact that what we think up in the brain can then be transferred and impact the little microbes in our gut, you know, with this two-way action. I mean, that's extraordinary, isn't it? I mean, is is that where the studies into things like transcendental meditation come in? Yeah, I mean, if, if you know, Dr. Uma um, Nadu, our Harvard medical uh, nutritional psychiatrist, who's, you know, one of the karmacist scientists and I, I, you know, you're doing an IG live with yes, her soon. Yeah. Um, you know, she 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 writes, uh, you know, very clearly how uh, having certain thoughts over, you know, for you know not that long a period of time will actually change the composition of bacteria in your gut. And I guess if you you know if you think about things like stress and irritable bowel syndrome mm. and some of those gut um, disorders, you know, it's it's quite clear that what you think affects your guts you know just as you know i I interviewed a psychiatrist for my podcast who had been doing studies back back in the 1980s with uh patients who had aids and she found that the power of positive thinking wasn't so much around i will be happy i will be happy it was something bad's happened to me but can i get something meaningful out of this 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 has happened to me but as a result of that i have now gained this i have learned this this has happened this friendship this insight if you can attach some sense of meaning to that that actually led to people living longer isn't that extraordinary you know people talk about the power of prayer and the power of positive thinking and staying positive 
But if we then take that concept and apply it to improving the gene expression of the microbes in our gut, that kind of gives it a logical, practical explanation, doesn't it? Mm. I mean, I, I guess we are increasingly an ecosystem. And I mean, really are an ecosystem because it's not, you know, we've got the human ecosystem, we've got the kind of the bacteria and the microbes that we carry around. And everything is really linked and, and, and joined. And I suppose one of the challenges of modern medicine has been, you see a specialist and they treat their bit of the body. And they don't look at that kind of wider sense in which everything is knitted together. You know, I, I know functional medicine sort of moving in that direction. But, you know, we can't separate what we eat from our moods, just as we can't separate our moods from our bacteria. You know, we, we are this interlinked ecosystem. And where I've landed is how can you take on board the nutrients, you know, particularly the kind of plant-based, the botanicals that have been healing us for, for millennia? How can you take on board the nutrients that are going to fuel different processes within this ecosystem. You know, when, when, you, when you look at some of these you know, amazing plants, they don't just have a singular impact. So in the case of something like saffron, which is in our mood formulation, you know, saffron has been shown to impact the, the gene expression around the transportation of, say, for example, uh, uh, serotonin, the the hormone that we know is critical to our, our our well-being, but other studies also show that saffron can impact PMT. Saffron can uh, affect men's sexual function. So, I, I think it is seeing us as this kind of ecosystem. And how do you throw into this ecosystem nutrients and goodness that is going to sort of permeate and have multiple benefits? And 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 and. I think you know a lot of that comes from you know particular plants and botanicals that you know if you think about it we've you know for two million years we've evolved alongside plants. There's a reason why forty or so percent of modern pharmaceuticals are plant derived. We've been turning to them you know as our sort of natural medicine cabinet for sixty thousand years. You know plants can be incredibly powerful, and what nutrigenomics allows us to do. It's just to be a bit more precise and say, how can we use this cutting edge science that looks at the relationship between genes, gene expression and nutrients to help us choose the particular botanicals that we want to do particular jobs. So, you know, if we, if we want to enhance our mood, we can look to modern science to show us the benefits of, say, saffron and, and look what saffron's doing around gene expression. You know, we can, we can see the, we can see how turmeric, uh, turmeric also, you know, impacts certain genes as well. And it just gives you that kind of scientific precision to allow us to pick some of these amazing herbs and spices that we intuitively know do good, but just give, give a bit more precision to that. Mm. And of course, you know, you talk about the science and you, you've teamed up with a couple of extraordinarily brilliant Ivy League scientists 
you know, looking at that very thing, that botanical wisdom. So you mentioned there Dr. Uma Nadu, who is a nutritional psychiatrist, which is an extraordinarily brilliant title, I think, at Harvard. So does she, working as a psychiatrist, is she actually treating, does she have a background of sort of working with conventional pharmaceuticals as well as in, including botanicals to, to treat mental health issues? Is, is, is that how you first connected with her? Yeah, I mean, Dr. Rumors is kind of an amazing figure. She is probably the sort of the pioneer in the states of nutritional psychiatry. So yes, she is a uh, medically trained doctor. She's she's on the faculty at Harvard Medical School. She's also a chef, and she's also a qualified nutritionist. And she, you know, perhaps because of her background, which is of Indian origin, has uh, always been perhaps more open to to nutrition and you know she's always talked about having golden lattes and turmeric lattes that her grandma made for her you know since she was a kid and she has pioneered this sort of branch of science which you know i, I guess in you know in the west we we take pills and we do talking cures both absolutely have a place she thinks that what we haven't really looked at is the role of nutrition. And, you know, studies that she's got show, for example, that blueberries can help with the after effects of trauma, that salami isn't good for depression. Oh, my goodness. Um, I, 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 and I she, need to tell my Italian she, ex-husband that because uh, he actually lives on that kind of thing. Isn't that yes. fascinating? May, I, it's maybe it'd still be together if you didn't eat. Well, maybe that know. could be a whole other um, podcast, couldn't it? <laughs> yes, <laughs> food uh, could do, could do a reality show. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she she kind of looks at um, the the foods and the spices which can impact depression, anxiety, ADD, OCD, trauma, um, and as part of her practice, she uses she integrates nutrition into that you know she is a she works she has a clinic at massachusetts general hospital and you know she gets she gets good results and and that you know we've seen um the, the you know there are big studies around the mediterranean diet and when people are put on the mediterranean diet supplemented with fish oil you see that the prevalence of depression drops and you know and in the case of saffron um we you know there are, there are trials which show that saffron can be as effective as Prozac for mild to moderate depression really? and the results it gets. So there are some really powerful ways to help your mood, your your, your mental health, and you know, and and, it, and they might well just be supplementary. There might be something that you do alongside, you know, the conventional uh, a, a approach as well. You know, and. Um, and it makes sense because if you, you you know the nutrients go into us, they go into our cells, you know they go absolutely into our sort of fundamental core, and they go into our cells and they can help influence gene expression. So you know the, the, there's a big difference between you know eating that processed food that's full of crap or or, or taking um, you know some amazing botanicals that uh, are, are sort of pure and natural and and, and uh, that we've co-evolved with and yeah so it's been it's been an absolute pleasure to work with dr nadu at harvard and professor vittorio sebastiano who's a kind of anti-aging guru an epigeneticist yes. 
at Stanford University. And, and, and it's kind of been the melding of their two minds. You know, he, he brings the sort of epigenetic side, she brings the nutrition and the psychiatry. Uh, and they come together and, you know, we think it's the world's first supplement that's, you know, inspired by, by nutrigenomics. Mm. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Well, certainly what's impressed me looking at it is is the quantities of these extraordinary herbs and, you know, many of the old favourites that I know listeners will have heard me talk about before and, and seen me, you know, talk about on YouTube or Facebook or wherever. Things like ashwagandha, the saffron that you talk about here, reishi mushrooms, maca. And isn't it fascinating to look at them through a completely different lens, through the lens of gene expression? And we know that saffron, as you were saying, has all these extraordinary properties. I didn't know that about Prozac. I mean, that's an extraordinary thing. But the fact that they have these signaling molecules that can reduce inflammation and, you know, just be so impactful, proving it on that scientific genomic level is is kind of mind-blowing, isn't it, in a way, <laughs> don't you think? It, I mean, it, it is because, you know, again, you have something like reishi, which has been this venerated mushroom and you know various points in history was actually sort of restricted to nobility it was it was it was rare it's expensive it only grows on certain uh, uh trees in the forest and um but then you know you look at reishi and you can see w- w- what it's doing on a sort of deep deep down level and you know and, and i mean recently there've been some some studies around um, uh, using reishi for you know all sorts of sort of different diseases and and, and conditions. Uh, it, it likewise, maca. Um, so you know we use reishi in our immunity formula. We use maca in our energy formula, and you know maca is kind of grows in the high up in the sort of Peruvian Andes. And it, and it's really interesting that when you get into 
plants that can survive in extremely tough conditions, like maca, incredibly high up and very inhospitable conditions, those plants which 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 thrive under stress actually turn out to be incredibly beneficial to us. So we're we're kind of almost taking on board the goodness of of, of that plant's evolution. And, you know, and there, I think there's they're looking at now how can we uh, simulate that stress in the tomatoes that we we, we make at the really moment. stressing so, tomatoes. So you, so you get <laughs> so, so so stressing stressing the kind of fruits and vegetables that we would naturally eat to then make them more uh, nutritious to us. So, you know, Mako, which has survived high up um, in the, you know, sort of top of the world, that resilience actually, you know, we are, we're, we're taking that resilience and helping to kind of use that to, um, you know, help, help give us energy and, you know, look at Mako's role, uh, you know, in, with its ability to affect human, our, our metabolism. So again, it's like we, you know, that na- nature's got an awful lot of goodness out there and wisdom. How how can we, with a bit of science, pin- yes. pinpoint That's, that, which that, of the herbs and spices we want? That is fascinating. I mean, I, particularly, I'm relevant. I'm, I'm actually sitting here talking to you at altitude. I'm I'm just up in the foothills of Mount Kenya, right in the middle of. Um, of Kenya and it's very high and you know it's higher than a ski resort you know one of the highest you know ski resorts and you, it takes a while to adjust when you you know come up here for the first few days you know you really feel quite breathless and you can feel the, the oxygenation of your blood change but i have a little vegetable patch a little shamba and i'm growing you know kale and chard and herbs and all those sorts of things so that's very interesting i'm thinking if i go and fill my face with all of these veggies they could be more stressed because they're they're grown at such high altitude and i could be you know filling myself with even more nutritious food perhaps Absolutely. I mean, I love that. You, you could well be, and maybe may, <laughs> maybe that's why I always you know, come back feeling so well. <laughs> I was going to say maybe maybe that's why you look so good. But you know, oh. I don't. I don't. I'm sure, I'm sure there's an awful lot of different. Um, you've got your own products as well. Um, I did have not anymore. Maybe just, but yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I did have so um, reishi, and and I know um, talking about things that that we take. I mean, I I, I take saffron I take ashwagandha and that's why I was particularly interested to look very carefully forensically at, at the types that you were using and the quantities and, and and be genuinely very impressed you had covid recently didn't you I think you mentioned when we spoke before on my instagram live and did you find the reishi helpful have there been any studies going into that so yeah I, I, as I told you very stupidly I um I ran out of our immunity pills they got sent to the office. I then wasn't around for a couple of weeks, and uh, I'm not I'm not necessarily saying this cause and effect, but I then managed to pick up COVID. No, that'll um, teach you. <laughs> so that will, yes, I'll keep taking my immunity pills. Damn it! Um, but yeah, no, I I I I, I, t- I turned to the ratio again, and I um, I found the energy supplements. You know, at the point, you know, COVID wipes you out a bit. I have to say. Um, so I I found the energy pills. Um, pretty good then, just to kind of, um, you know, get me get me back on my feet and and, and power through. And because uh, yeah, and, and unfortunately, it wasn't such a, you know, it, it didn't it didn't last for long. I mean, they are they are actually looking at um, ashwagandha is being studied at the moment, 
as a uh, as a potential complementary therapy for COVID. Mm. Well, um, the the ashwagandha that you've got in the relax formulation, which I have been taking, um, is very interesting because you're using other things in there as well. Turmeric, which is just such a hero. And passion flower, which we know is so good for helping to keep us calm. California poppy seems to be a hero ingredient in that one. And I'm, I'm not familiar with that. Talk, talk us through what California poppy is and why. Yeah, so part of the joy of this was being able to cast the net around the world and look at what different cultures and, and traditional tribes have been using uh, and then look at them through a scientific lens. And California poppy has been used for a long, long time by tribes, uh, Native American tribes. And um, they cottoned on to the fact that it has very soothing properties. And it's, it's this kind of brilliant orange plant that is, is, is naked to California. And, um, you know, it's got um, alkaloids in it, which... Um, aren't found anywhere else, and you know they've been shown to help relaxation and 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 and, and balance nerves. So again, it was the you know you know, it, you know so alongside that you know you've got California poppy, which is sort of I guess of native you know American uh, origin. You know next to ashwagandha, which has been used uh, in Ayurveda for more than three thousand years, and turmeric, which has been around forever, and you know again, and then passion flower, which is used particularly across the Americas and um, it, it, it it's really great to kind of have this kind of uh, almost like dream list of well let, mm -hmm. let's just pick and choose some of these herbs mm. and spices from around the world which which we're not naturally going to get in our diets sure. you know, you know yeah. most most of us have got pretty good diets I'm, you know, I'm sure people listen to your shows do but it's not very often, you know. I don't, I don't naturally come across, you know, ashwagandha when I go to Sainsbury's or California poppy and Waitrose or passion flower in Tesco. So it, it, it's great to be able to, I guess, supplement our diet with some of these botanicals that come from far-fetched parts of the world, but have been used there that have passed the the test of time. Um, and in some cases, you know, been used for thousands of years, and one suspects there's good reason for that. You know, we don't. It, it's it's great to be able to kind of take the best of East and West and wisdom wherever you can find it, and bring it together. Mm, absolutely, and you know, I think one question that people might be thinking listening to this was, "That's all very well, and clearly." they do have an effect. And we know that a lot of modern medicine is rooted in, in natural plant extracts. That's where it's kind of first uncovered. How safe are they if, if you're using different complex mixtures in, in pretty significant quantities? Are these safe for everybody to take? And, and can they be safely taken alongside other medications, for example? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would always... Um say you know if you have any concerns check with your your healthcare um practitioner the you know we think i mean on our on karmacist.com and our frequently asked questions we we sort of have a little grid showing which of our products can be taken together oh, great. generally about two generally about two the products together um it, it's mainly just because of some of the vitamins and minerals that we put in there as well you just have to be careful about not overcooking um 
some of them, but you know, we're, we're primarily a botanical brand. Yes. Uh, we are primarily a botanical brand, so we're not we're not we're not going crazy on on the vitamins and minerals. Some of them are, are, are they're sort of useful uh, to have as well. Uh, things like vitamin D, uh, especially sure. at the moment. Um, but you know, I, I yeah, I mean, I you know, these are um, botanicals and herbs that have been used for a long time all over the world. Um, you know, there is uh, there are sort of levels that one abides to when 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 you when you include them. But I'd say, you know, if if, if you're concerned, just just double check. But um, you know, generally, not too much to worry about. And then, just lastly, I guess thinking about the the pharmaceutical world, you know, you you mentioned there about studies showing that saffron has been as effective as Prozac in in some studies in decreasing the the depressive symptoms. I can imagine that there's, do you think there's much discussion going on at sort of board level of how can we stop all these pesky botanists from, you know, taking away our market share and getting everybody off their antidepressants and SSRIs and, uh, you know, because it's potentially a worry, isn't it? If, if more people are looking at natural botanicals that can't be patented and are relatively inexpensive and non-addictive. Yeah. I mean, I guess to put my, if I was, uh, a big pharmaceutical company now uh, with a depression product, I probably would think um, that our demand is never ending. And, That's you know, true. particularly after after COVID, the, the mental health toll of that has been so severe. I, I suspect they, they're probably kind of enjoying fairly record profits at the moment. I mean, I guess, you know, with na- natural remedies, you know, probably aren't, great for these companies but they i think they're fairly they're fairly unstoppable aren't they at the moment and you know there is there's definitely a place for 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 um you know pharmaceuticals of and you know some people get some people get great benefits from them i guess what we're looking at is is, it, is there something else is there, is there an additional mm-hmm. string to the bow yes. here and, and for people who may not have been um, clinically diagnosed i mean as you say we're all our mental health is is probably never in the whole history of mankind being so low globally no i mean it's been such a you know the isolation mm-hmm. the background Shocking. stress the yeah. yeah you know i don't think i don't think you quite realize mm-hmm. um just how stressful it's been mm. um until you sometimes step away from that yeah. and i think we've all just been in in, in flight fight mode yes for for the last couple of yes. years Terrible. and that's yeah. And I think our cortisol's up, and our—I don't know—I I just sort of—I feel like people are sort of slightly stuck at the moment. And I, I, you know, I'm keen to kind of think, well, what what can I do that that's going to be? How can I double down on the natural mm. stuff? You know, I know I need to meditate more. Mm-hmm. I need to do more yoga and exercise. Mm. Choose the diet. Choose the nutrients that I want because. Um, that kind of crazy ecosystem that's that, that we're walking around yes. with. I think it needs it needs all the help it can get at the moment. Yeah. And Gosh, yes. uh, if that if that help can come naturally, so be it, and all the better. Fanta- absolutely fantastic. And I'm I'm not going to use the word reset, but I think it, it's a great way and a great time of year also to refresh and to look at restarting and and reinvigorating. In fact, I was interviewing a natural health practitioner just a few days ago who said that actually in the ancient calendar 
this was actually the beginning of the year for those of us who you know who are listening here in real time in the beginning of february this this was when everything was sort of starting again and that actually you know january when you look back i think i don't know who was it who changed it was it some roman emperor or somebody back back in the day um and messed up all our timings and that this actually particularly that's why we have the chinese new year for example that starts later than than the Western New Year. And so this is a really good time just to think, you know, during the month of February, how am I going to refresh? How am I going to acknowledge the stress that we've all come through in these last two awful years? And, and what can we do to support ourselves? You know, hopefully we haven't got to the stage where we need to go and access prescription medication, but perhaps there is something from the natural world out there that can give us that extra little bit of support um, to help carry us through, hopefully healthier than ever. Absolutely. I, I do think we, we put too much pressure on January. I think February is a nice time. It's nice time to say, I'm just going to, I'm going to try something. I'm not going to kind of come up with some crazy resolution. I'm just going to, I'm going to try something and see how it goes. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, we've got, we've got a lot of, we've got a lot of stress to drain out of our system. So it's going to, it's going to take a while. And sometimes these botanicals take, you know, a couple of months, but, you know, while, while some de-stressing, what, what can nature, how can nature at least lend me a hand? Mm. Brilliant. Tim, it's really fascinating to talk and I'm sure a lot of people listening will be really interested to, to go and learn more. You mentioned your website. Um, I love your name, actually, Karmacist. I mean, it's just so clever and hearing you talk about meditation and yoga and the kind of the karma, karmic nature of, of that world linked to pharmacist is is super clever. So Thank you. Yes. And it's like it's sort of karma with a K. Karma meets pharmacist. Yeah, it's karmacist.com. To give it the to give it the to give it the requisite plug is is where it's all at and yeah if anyone wants to get in touch we'd love to hear from you and Liz Liz it's been it's been a pleasure it's um it's definitely more fun than working undercover in Belfast speaking to good. you good well it's very nice to have you cross the floor to our side come over to the bright side <laughs> <laughs> very best of luck with everything you're doing thanks for being with us brilliant. Thank you, Liz. All oh so good. Massive thanks to Tim for joining me this week. And if you're inspired to take a look at Karmacist, the brand, and their extraordinarily good range of purely natural, botanically highly active supplements, Tim has kindly shared with us a generous 20%. Liz loves affiliate discount on all their products. That's the immunity, the mood, relax, and energy formulas, all available with 20% off single products or 10% off their already discounted subscription packs, already proving very popular indeed right across my Lazar Wellbeing community, some of whom are already familiar with Karmacist through my Instagram and Facebook lives, as well as my recent YouTube films with both Tim and one of his co-founders, the nutritional psychiatrist that Tim mentioned just now, Dr. Uma, who works out of Harvard Medical School. All good stuff for sure. Well, that is just about it for now. Big thanks to you as always, for tuning in. It's been an unsettling week in so many ways, I know. So I do hope that some of the calming, positive vibes here have helped perhaps to ease a little some of the tension and the anxiety that we're all feeling right now. And also to give a few pointers, especially from the natural world, on ways that we can all seek just a little relief, as well as uplift, refresh and improve our resilience, both mental and physical, for the weeks ahead. I hope you will join me back here next week for both a brand new episode of the Liz Our Wellbeing Show, as well as next week's Friday Five. Until then, 
go very well. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.